This is the Iliac Suite, a podcast on AI-driven music. Join me as we dive into the ever-evolving world of AI-generated music, where algorithms become the composers and machines become the virtuosos. Yes, this music and text was written by a computer, and I'm not real, but... I am, and my name is Dennis Kastrup. Summertime sadness 
Summertime Sadness, sung by Kanye West. So it is proven. Kanye is not only a good rapper, but also a good singer. Of course, this is not the real Kanye West, but the AI voice version of him, or better, the AI that changed the existing Lana Del Rey voice into the famous rapper's voice. The profile who put this online on YouTube is called AI Cover Songs. He or she was pretty active three months ago, but something must have happened. The linked website AICoversongs.com doesn't exist anymore. And there are also no more new videos in some weeks. No information about the uploader. Did the uploader get bored? Did something happen in his or her life? Or one other thought was the fear of getting sued by the people behind Kani too big? Who knows? As it is impossible to reach out to the uploader, unfortunately, I cannot tell you what the reason is. But there is one thing I can tell you. It seems like in the ocean of uploaded AI-generated music, YouTube does not do too much about it at the moment. Although a lot of these videos claim in the title that they are made with the help of artificial intelligence, they are all out there. So I do not get their policy so far. They take down hard on my sleeve, although there are also many new versions of it on YouTube now. But then it is still the wild, wild west with other videos and AI. It's a weird policy right now. Was Universal Music such a strong partner that they could argue it was copyrights infringement, although that field is not regulated yet? It's a bit gray. Something to find out in the next episodes of the Iliac Suite. Today I'm pretty sure that we will not have any problems with that. I talked with the talented and amazing artist Portrait XO, who was besides Holly Herndon, one of the first persons to experiment with the own voice generated by an AI. To introduce her, I have my synthetic friend, let's call him Jonas, by my side, who will tell you more about her. Portrait XO is an independent researcher and artist who creates musical and visual works with traditional and non-traditional methods. In collaboration with Databots, they won Best Experiment Award at VUT Indie Awards. 2021. Eurovision AI Song Contest Jury Vote for Most Creative Use of AI in 2020. She researches computational creativity, human-machine collaboration, and explores new formats and applications for forward-thinking art and sound. Her debut research-based AI audiovisual album, Wire, was released on December 9th, 2022. Her obsession with creative AI has given birth to new methods and approaches to songwriting, sound design, installations, and storytelling. Co-creating lyrics and melodies with an AI version of her voice, they perform together as a neural vocal duet. The biggest contemplation with majority of Portrait XO's work question what it means to be human in a data-driven society. Thanks, Jonas. So let's listen to her music. Jung by Portrait XO. Thank you. 
Jung by Portraitic Soul, which by the way means young in German and attachment in Korean. What I find really fascinating about this song is how Portraitic Soul really goes hand in hand with the audio files generated by the AI. It is a joyful play that creates musical beauty. But before I put too many words in her mouth, I let her speak about the process of working with AI. I guess for the last few years I've been deeply researching the different ways that AI can be creatively inspiring. I started first with music, collaborated with CJ from Databots, who I then met Zach Zakowski and uh, them two, who are both musicians and data scientists from Databots. And they've been pioneering this whole area of AI audio. And um, I guess... CJ introduced me to what he was working on back in 2015. And at that time, it was even more abstract compared to where we are now. And uh, yeah, he just kept encouraging and poking every now and then, like, we should try some experiments. And at the time, I was kind of going through a, a really, really tough writer's block. I wrote and recorded, like, over 200 songs in a year, and I wasn't happy with, like, majority of the stuff. And I was um, desperately trying to find new ways of approaching the way I wanted to create, as well as, yeah, I just wanted something to shake me up and take me in a direction that um, felt new and different and interesting and inspiring again. So um, 2019, CJ and I both happened to be in Berlin and we both got into uh, Factor Berlin's Zona Plus D artist residency. And that was when we finally got to collaborate and I gave him a whole hour recording from those 200 songs that I didn't release. Um, kind of like cherry picked the best audio, the, the best uh, vocal takes. And then I gave that over to CJ for training. And then he trained it for two and a half days. I had no idea where any of this was going to take me. And that's exactly what I wanted, which is what ended up just being such, um, it's been maybe the most imaginative, reimaginative album that I've made. And um, for that reason, it's been really exciting to share it because it's been mainly about like the workflow and the method and the approach that's been really exciting to talk about. And um, yeah, so I guess what came out of it was this co-creative process of finding these little gems of tiny little bite-sized audio where they had this melodic and lyrical information um, but what was interesting was it wasn't like fully generated phrases and like really long, um, melodies. They were really short, like three seconds, five seconds. And so I ended up curating a bunch of this content and then started co-writing with it. And it became this like fun game of call and response. So it would say something and then I would fill in the rest of it. Um, and what ended up starting as a very scientific approach to, co-creating with AI ended up being quite a personal and emotive journey because it was just so like the I just remember having so many visceral goosebump moments just hearing my voicing back in really strange peculiar ways because it was combining vocal techniques and then singing words that were like very 
I guess profound to me because they were things that I was kind of contemplating on, um, like love is misleading, you know, hearing my voice laugh at me and then sing love is misleading. <laughs> it's just like, you know, I, these kind of moments when I just found myself like stopping everything I'm doing and taking a step back and staring back at like what, what just happened, you know? <laughs> And how that song sounds, we will hear now. Love is misleading. Listen closely, because all these AI audios are, of course, an interpretation from Portrait XO. So theoretically, you can hear something totally else in there. The discussions about data sets and the music in there are still going on and probably will go on for a long, long time. It is not really clear on what data Google's MusicLM and Noise to Music actually was trained. Same thing 
for other datasets. So this is still tricky unless you train with your own data. We're currently going through this like mess of trying to understand policy and regulation, right? Like copyright related to AI generated stuff. And so I was really intentional, even from the beginning, to make sure that I wanted to use my my own pure data sets of stuff that I created. Um, and so when I get asked from musicians who are not super tech oriented, like you know they're they're they don't um, record their own music or like you know they don't, they're not really into technology in in that way. Um, I, I try to encourage them to at least educate themselves on what ways this technology is impacting their role as a musician. And um, the data set determines the output, right? So um, as I've gone through 200 plus songs of recordings and and sifted through with a fine comb to find only the, the bits that I loved the most that I felt proud of to be used as training data is the equivalent of, you know, if someone wants to become the best drummer or the violin, the best violin player or whatever, it's like, yes, go and do that. I mean, it's like, I don't think any musician should ever feel like their actual skill is ever going to be replaced. And also we need it. We're like very physical, tactile beings. Um, and playing instruments is like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an expression. And if anyone feels called to express themselves that way, then they should. Um, and just to be aware that there is this potential of, you know, having a bunch of recordings as they get better as musicians, they could use that as training data. Now we're going through this interesting era where like artists like Holly Herndon and Grimes are actually incentivizing people to use their AI generated um, audio of their voice. And so I think this is a good step forward because this is how we shift a narrative and also just like bring more people into the narrative of the the inspirational side of this technology and the uh, and the capabilities.
Wire from the album Wire from Portrait XO. I discussed with her also the current fear of people that AI will take over the art world. And I guess Portrait and I share the same opinion there. No, it will not destroy art at all. It will change it. It will challenge it. So exactly that what always happens when new technologies take over. I didn't know there were so many misconceptions about AI. Like this misconception that if you know, you're creative and you're using AI, you want things to be automated and everything to replace you. And, um, and it's really odd because it's like, well, I, you know, I'm, I have so many artist friends around me and we have these ongoing conversations of like, you know, supporting each other when we're having like these creative dry spells and stuff. And I, I don't know a single artist that I personally know who wants their creativity to be replaced by anything And if anything, um, I think most artists really want to find their own unique style. They want to have their stamp on something that really feels authentic to their most authentic expression of whatever it is that they're trying to do. We hear another song from that process of creating plastic skin. And I quote Portrait. So here, it was written in the perspective of an AI robot singing to its human creator. The human creates the robot to fulfill all its desires and needs of emotional and intellectual connection. The chorus resolves to... Is it the greed? I wish I knew how to love you, but you take it with no consent and I don't know how to contend. I'm just plastic skin. The robot basically points out that based on the data analysis of the erratic and unpredictable demands of human emotional needs, love proves to be inconclusive. And when the time 
Plastic Skin from Portrait XO. What I really like about the album wire is that Portrait had different approaches for each song. So she wrote music with the AI-generated audio files each time differently. One good example of this is Vessel, a co-production with the musician Reza. Vessel is one of my favorite songs because I got to work with um, Ramon Rezar. And uh, he's such a beautiful songwriter and his voice is just so, so stunning. I'm trying to remember how we met. Ah, yes. Okay, we met when I was getting my in-ears made um, and and he was there and we exchanged information. It was during COVID. So there wasn't like, you know, people weren't meeting random people. Um, and so that was like the first time I met, you know, another artist in like two years or whatever. And, um, and so we swapped details. I listened to his music. I like, I, I fell in love with his voice and I have, I, as you can tell, I have a thing for voices. <laughs> um, I get goosebumps when I hear just like voices that captivate me, you know, like Sia and Adele. They like, you know, these are the kind of voices that just like creep into my soul and my and they get under my skin, you know, in, in the best in the best ways possible. Sometimes people are like surprised I even bring up like Sia and Adele. <laughs> um, but Yeah, so I fell in love with his voice. We um, so AI song contest happened. I can't, I think that was twenty twenty one, and um, that was just after we had met. And I uh, was sharing at the time with musicians um, about like AI workflows and stuff. And I invited him to write a track with me. And so that was our first time getting together, um, and it came together so fast. Um, and my approach to, to this song that I wanted to achieve was to use my vocals and his vocals as one data set for training. And um, I wanted to see if I could find some interesting textural or tonal outputs from that. Um, and it was really fun because Imogen Heap gave our song a shout out because she really loved our approach to um To the to the experimental side of like of, of trying to merge two voices i think um i underestimated how long it would take to train this data on this melspec vae model um that a good friend moises horta valenzuela made and um i think we trained for like a week and um, I think you, I needed to go like another week further or something, but anyway, we, we worked within the time constraints that we had. Um, and just, I just curated a bunch of sound bites that I thought were the most interesting. And then we started our session. And I think that's when it's just like so much more of everything that I had been working and the, and the benefits that I saw started to really, um, be validated because, It was it was suddenly not me alone in my studio thinking like wow this is really exciting um, it was amazing to like bring it into someone else's you know world who hadn't been introduced to AI and to see them have a very similar reaction um, just like further validated that you know and um, and he also loved the idea of using um, AI as like a tool as an assistant as a co-creator um, and so. Yeah, we we put that song down together in like 
one session, everything came really quickly. And then, I mean, we obviously had a couple more sessions to clean it up, but um, we wrote the lyrics together um, and and he, he started the melodies. Um, he's just such a beautiful writer. Like you just get him down to hit record and the, and just melodically. He just had, it was like his first take and it was like, oh yeah, that's done. <laughs> Um, so that was really, that was really exciting. Um, and I guess for me, like, I, I really love working with, with, with other singers, um, because singing for me didn't actually come natural. Um, for the longest time when I was in, I was living in LA, I, I had so many dreams of like working with other singers, um, that I could write for. So I did entertain the idea of being a ghostwriter for a while. Um, and I guess life decided to show me different, different journey. And so, um, I think it's something that I still, I'm like always open to. And, um, now I am actually in the process of, of talking to more singers and introduce them to this specific AI model and this approach. Um, cause I would love to, to work with, um, other incredible artists like Erica Badu would be so amazing. Hide and seek and raise for gold Rise and fleeting rounds are shaking Don't you know
Vessel. While I was chatting with Portrait XO, we were also talking about other musicians who use AI to create music. One name that she and I dropped simultaneously was Reeps One, an English beatboxer, composer and new media artist. We were both blown away by his second self video from 2019. I remember when I saw it the first time that I had goosebumps. I have never seen a voice AI so human and vivid before. Portrait will tell you more about that. He is the reason why I actually chose my voice as a data set to begin with. Um, and it's it's so funny because I met CJ and Reaps One on two different occasions through Music Tech Fest, which is this a festival that used to travel around Europe and they brought musicians and hackers and scientists together and it was like a music hackathon so we'd have a very short space of time to develop stuff like whether it's a prototype for uh, an, an instrument idea or a performance um, it was just like really chaotic but so much fun and um, and so that's how I met CJ and I met Reaps One in Stockholm when we were there for Music Tech Fest and um, so yeah, so they collaborated first before me and CJ did. And so let's just like rewinding quickly back to 2015 when I first got introduced and then um, introduced to AI and then Harry Reaps One collaborated with CJ for um, his residency at Nokia Bell Labs and he put out this amazing video called Second Self. Um, I think this was 2018. This was and still is the most incredible performance that exists out there that truly exemplifies human machine collaboration with AI. Because the second self video is amazing, um, ex like representation of human machine collaboration and also the tension of it. Because you witness him in this anechoic chamber and he's beatbox battling against his AI self. And the way the AI self is visualized, I mean, he's just, he's also one of my favorite artists and one of my my best friends that I'm, I'm, I'm just so um, honored to have in my life because he's just so incredibly inspiring and um, and he really pushes these, these grand ideas in such a beautiful way. And like, in, in such a way that also helps us understand as well in in a very explicit way um so yeah i i refer i have to remember to ref reference him as much as possible because he him and cj basically pioneered i would say ai and music before anything happened <laughs> and so um yeah i think it's important to remember you know like these the first innovators as well because um that help me understand like what does it even mean to pick a data set for training
Reap's one with Second Cell. That video created so many emotions, I saw it for the first time, so you should see it too, because just listening to it, it's different. Please watch that video. It is spectacular how the AI is presented and interacting with Reeps. You get the feeling he is singing to a lively thing with a heartbeat that responds to his beatboxing. I still do not understand why that video has not millions of views, maybe one day. That will happen when in the future we look back at this video as a milestone in the AI and music history. But watch it for yourself. I will link the video and all the other important music in the notes of this episode. Also the link to the page where you can buy the album from PortraitXO. So at the moment it's on 12 by 12 NFT marketplace. And uh, you don't need to be into crypto to support. Um, I, I picked 12 by 12 because you can use just like your normal credit card. Um, but I guess like this was the this whole album has been like a very big research project. Everything from the production of it to the execution. And I guess when I was thinking about releasing the album, I was going through this weird like period of trying to understand is like the importance of copyright um i won't go into this in too much detail but like i had a short film idea based on plastic skin the last um one of the last songs on the album and i tried to get a copy written um via u.s copyright office and i mentioned that there were like um ai generated images that I wanted to use that integrated into the storytelling, um, but everything was written by me. And then they sent all these weird questions back and some of them were so irrelevant, but basically like the bottom line was like anything AI generated is not copyrightable was like the end message to that. And at the same time I was exploring blockchain, but I was really weirded out at the time or like, I think I was, just, I was still trying to feel out like, this whole NFT thing, you know, because like it, it, it's, it has a weird connotation even still now. Like some people are really not into it. You say the word NFT and it, it can be triggering for a lot of people. Um, and for me, it was more of an exploration of, well, how can I give people this album um, in a way that feels intimate and also explores the uses of technology that offers us as artists to experiment and um, express ourselves more intricately. And so I've just been, I guess, yeah, exploring that by giving people um, these digital collectibles. And I guess because I've been able to break down my process in this way by incentivizing people with these like little bite-sized things, like small little audiovisuals and lyric art and all of that, um, it helped me to tell my story in in different phases. Um, so everyone who collects all of the NFTs get the vinyl, which I just found out how I received 200 of them in the office at 12 by 12. So um, this coming week, I will be sitting with them to discuss like how we want to execute everything. Um, and this is my first ever vinyl. So I'm, I'm really excited. I don't know if it's going to be on Web 2 yet. I haven't, I've been playing around with this idea. <laughs> 
I'm loving the idea that an AI-generated voice finally ends up on analog vinyl and maybe it is also a symbol, a metaphor of things merging together, the old and the new. I guess that is the way it should be and always will be and was in music. We are coming to an end here. In the next episode we will dive into some dataset questions concerning music because metadata for music to train models is way more complicated than datasets with images. I mentioned that before. Why is that? More next time. This was episode 3 of the Iliac Suite. Thanks to Portrait XO for talking to me. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening, humans. Take care and behave. Yeah.